0: Welcome, everyone. My name is John Cordell, and I am here with Jonathan Blatnik and Dawson Chen, and in this podcast we'll be talking about nuclear and thermonuclear testing in the Pacific Islands after World War II. We will separate the segments of this podcast by country, including the United States, Britain, and France, explaining each nation's role in Pacific testing, as well as the treaties that restricted and ended testing. On August 6th and August 9th, 1945, the United States dropped nuclear bombs on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan. The immediate aftermath of the dropping of these bombs is known to everyone. Japan surrendered and the Second World War came to an end. What is not as well known, however, is the atomic testing that came later. After the end of World War II, the United States was eager to test the capabilities of their new weapons. To conduct their testing, the American government chose Bikini Atoll in Micronesia. There was, however, one big problem in their way. Bikini Atoll was inhabited. To make way for the testing to begin, U.S. Navy Commodore Ben Wyatt met with the Bikini Atoll Islanders in 1946 and convinced them to evacuate the Atoll, although it was more of an order than a request. The 167 people who lived on Bikini Atoll were forced to leave their homes and find somewhere new to live. Operation Crossroads was the first operation conducted by the United States at Bikini Atoll and one of two well-known operations conducted by the American government. Crossroads was meant to determine the effect nuclear bombs would have on a Navy. The Schott-Abel test occurred on July 1, 1946, and was the first test of Operation Crossroads. This test was successful, and another test, called the Shot baker test, followed it. The testing ended prematurely, though, due to radiation concerns. However, these tests would not be the last test conducted by the United States at Bikini Atoll. The largest and possibly most well-known test conducted by the United States at Bikini Atoll was the Castle Bravo test of Operation Castle. The bomb used in the Castle Bravo test was not a nuclear bomb, but a thermonuclear bomb. Unlike the nuclear bomb, which is powered by nuclear fission, a thermonuclear bomb is powered by nuclear fusion. This means a thermonuclear bomb harnesses the power of combining two atomic nuclei instead of splitting an atomic nucleus. The different nature of a thermonuclear weapon makes it much more powerful than a nuclear weapon. The bomb used in Castle Bravo was more than 1,000 times more powerful than the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. But a new problem resulted from the tests of Operation Castle. Radioactive fallout was spread by wind and ocean currents over a vast area. The fallout from Castle Bravo reached nearby Rongelap Atoll in about five hours. It looked like a powdery, snow-like substance to the islanders, and some of the Islander children even ate it. As a result of United States nuclear and thermonuclear testing in the Marshall Islands, the Islanders have suffered greatly. Many of them were forced to evacuate their homes for their safety, yet they still became sick. According to the National Cancer Institute, the cancer rate among those who were exposed to the fallout from U.S. testing is more than one out of three. To compensate for the atrocities committed by them against the Islanders, the United States government created a multi-million dollar compensation fund to help those affected by the tests. While Operation Crossroads and Operation Castle were not the only tests conducted by the United States and the Pacific Islands, they are probably the best known. Among the other operations are Operation Sandstone and Operation Greenhouse, which were conducted between Operation Crossroads and Operation Castle. All the operations conducted by the United States in the Pacific Islands should be remembered, so that world governments can never harm anyone else in the same way the United States harmed the Marshall Islanders. Do any of you have any thoughts about this?
1: I mean, obviously, I think uh, most nuclear testing has had some sort of, you know, negative effects that go along with it. Yeah. I think at the time, many uh, many people didn't really realize the effects. Mm-hmm. Um, Just kind of on my own sort of interests, I've done a little bit of research, I would say, concerning, like, the effects of nuclear radiation. Um, A really good uh, example of this, I would say, would probably be the ghost of Fukushima. Um, Basically, uh, the nuclear blasts, or rather the nuclear radiation that was left behind, actually left imprints... um, on surfaces yeah. like, because it completely stripped, like, any substance off of, like, a brick, for example. Like, all of the paint that would be on it would be completely gone, and all that's left were uh, people's shadows. I think that was also... I don't remember exactly what uh, what event... Ha- I think it was in... Um, uh, I don't remember. One of the two main uh, events that happened with the little boy and the fat man. Mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. also... I don't remember if you know what that was called, but
0: what when it was the imprints that were made? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I I don't don't know what it's called either. Yeah, yeah, because there's the picture of like the the outline of a man in a ladder on the side of a building because all the paint was taken off except for right there.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason they probably chose the test in the Pacific Islands is because you know they were in thought to be inferior, yeah. you know, and it didn't matter if they had to move them away.
1: There was a, yeah, there was a lot of, like, uh, I think it was mainly the difference in, eth- like, the ethnically different people. I yeah. think that was the kind of the thought process, and that and how little, how much space there was compared to the size of the population.
0: And they were really lied to as well, because they were told they would be able to return to their islands. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, the and they couldn't. the United States didn't realize. How long it would take yeah. to actually decontaminate the areas, and they still can't live on those islands.
1: Yeah.
2: I'd just like to go back. Did you say it was white ash? Or. Wait, that? yeah,
0: it looked, they thought it was like a, a powdery substance. It really kind of looked like yeah. snow the way it like fell from the sky. Yeah, yeah.
2: that just sounds horrible that children thought <laughs> yeah. it was snow <laughs> and they ate it. Eat it. Yeah. 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 This is horrible to hear.
0: Well, Dawson, you can go ahead and start on your part if you want.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, My part is about the uh, nuclear testing by the U.K. and the Pacific Islands. Between the years of 1957 and 1962, something very horrific happened on and nearby islands of Kirimati and Malden, known as Operation Grapple. Operation Grapple was a set of nuclear weapon tests, 33 to be exact, that happened on and around Timati. Many countries supported the testing and were there to witness it, some of these countries being the U.K., the U.S., Fiji, and New Zealand. The nuclear weapon test did not only affect the islanders' health, but also the island's health. One nuclear test in 1957 produced an unexpected shockwave that demolished buildings and equipment. Another nuclear test in 1958 dispersed fallout, radioactive particles through rain, all over the island and some of the surrounding boats.
1: An interesting tidbit about the uh, part of the reason, or two of them, actually, the two of the worst parts of uh, nuclear weapons. Not so much the actual explosion, but arguably the deadliest part is the shockwave and the fallout. I think the fallout kind of speaks for itself, but I don't know how much you guys have seen but um, there's a lot of videos online about Castle Bravo and mostly just US experiments. A lot Mm -hmm. of it was documented and recorded. Yeah. And in these videos you could see the shock waves like physically like uh, the video I'm thinking of there was a bus that they had placed. Um, I don't remember exactly the name of the test that had happened or the name of the bomb that they detonated or whatever it was called. Um, but you could see the glass shatter and the ch- and the bus like got crushed and rolled over and then the explosion happened, which really I think that showcases just part the partial power of it. Um, and the two parts that I wanted to focus on were France, its nuclear testing, and partially er, and partly the partial nuclear test ban treaty. A uh, little tidbit of information. From 1946 to 1996, which was when nuclear testing ceased, over 250 uranium-slash-hydrogen uh, uh, nuclear weapons were tested. 193 of those uh, tests were actually conducted by France, which kind of showcases how, <laughs> for lack of a better term, France didn't really care about the effects that the um, yeah. bombs had on people. Um Going back to the test ban treaty, uh, the the U.S., Britain, and Soviet Union um, in 1963, I believe, had halted all of their atmospheric and underwater testing of nuclear weapons. France, on the other hand, um, decided to ignore this and chose instead to continue their testing. Um, and I believe... I think it was French Polynesia, which is where all of their testing occurred, was in two, two mainly in two different atolls, Morawa, um, let's see Morawa and Fangataufa, I believe is how you say that, were the two main atolls that most of their um, testing took place, <clears throat> and the. Uh, I think that was the name of their president, Char- Charles de, de, Gaulle? de Gaulle. De Gaulle. Yeah, De Gaulle. Yeah, um, he had shifted his testing from the Algiers to the Tuamotus, which was which was in French Polynesia, and during the thirty years of French military uh, spending in the Tuamotos or Tuamotos,
0: Tuamotos is probably how I would say it. But.
1: Okay, French Polynesia had actually been. Uh, turned into a nuclear vassal, uh which contained both Marawa and uh Um in nineteen fifty four the CEA and the CEP were actually the only two governing bodies within French Polynesia, or rather the ruling uh or rulers of French Polynesia at the time. One of the biggest issues that um French Polynesia had related to its testing was that most of uh, if, if not all of their testing was done um, separate of the will of the people. Many of the, you know, I don't think any I think you could say this about anyone nobody really wants to be tested on you <laughs> no. know. Um, uh, so that was definitely one of the biggest issues, although at the time France didn't really care because it was their quote unquote territory. Going back to the effects of the fallout, uh, I believe it was documented somewhere around 110,000 people uh, within French Polynesia were actually affected by nuclear fire, the nuclear weapon tests. And just to put into perspective, the population at that time was roughly 120,000. So that's basically the entire population of French Polynesia had been directly affected by nuclear testing. Which leads into um, the nationalist party in Papa Papua'iti, I believe is how you say that. Um, they had protest protested what they what they had perceived as a military invasion, and at that time, Mr. de Gaulle, or de Gaulle de Gaulle, de Gaulle um, had actually banned all of the political parties in French Polynesia because you know he didn't want these quote unquote people to stop him and his plans that he had. In, with the nuclear test. Yeah, he was he was gonna do it every wanted. Exactly, yeah. And the protests uh, the protests and world, excuse me. The pro the world's protest over French's contamin France's contamination of French Polynesia and their Pacific neighbors had escalated to the point of sinking the known uh, the Greenpeace vessel known as the Rainbow Warrior, uh, which was actually done by the French Secret Service. I believe it was 1986 at the time.
0: And, and unless I'm wrong, there was a photographer killed when yeah. that was sunk? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, they had killed a, uh, in the, when the Rainbow Warrior was actually uh, sunk, it was on its way to protest in Morawa. And at that same year, nearly every Pacific nation signed the South Pacific Nuclear Free Zone Treaty. Now at that time, France, Britain, the US, and Soviet Union had all refused to sign the South Besi- uh, the SPNFZ treaty because they felt like it was counterproductive to their national security. That was kind of a, uh, yeah. I would say, big like excuse that they had. Yeah, I mean, was you say something's was, for national security, yeah.
0: you allow yourself to do whatever you exactly. want
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, and at that time, uh, or after that, the U.S. and Britain had all halted their uh, like their entire testing within the uh, nuclear Pacific. But uh, de-, de Gaulle had decided that he wouldn't do that. And the U.S. and Britain actually used this as an opportunity to um, just kind of like see what would happen without having to yeah, take they, any fallout they for it. Yeah, exactly. they kind of piggybacked on France. They didn't
0: have to test themselves and get in trouble for it, but they supported... France in their testing.
1: Yeah, and on September fifth, nineteen ninety five, France had actually gone ahead with the detonation of the first of a planned uh, series of eight nuclear bombs uh, in the Morwa and Tangatafa atolls, and needless to say that like completely like just civil. Civil unrest everywhere, you know, in the Pacific Islands, specifically in French Polynesia, because that would be directly affecting the people. Um, But in March 1996, Britain, the U.S., and France had all decided to sign the SPNFZ Treaty of 1985.
2: Yeah. Which, so they, halt, they, which
1: completely halted all nuclear testing. They signed it much later than they were. They yeah. should have. They should have. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, then they shouldn't have done any of this to begin with. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to learn about this because this is stuff that's not really talked about much. Yeah. You know, this we don't really think about nuclear testing in the in the Pacific. We just like to think of you it's, know dropping the bombs on Japan and yeah. then, you know here we are. With all this.
1: We're all better for it. Yeah. 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 We don't think about the consequences
0: or how we came about these things.
1: Yeah, it literally directly affected so many lives.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have today. Yeah. Uh thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. Thank you.